The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. We don't have to worry about the kingdom of Christ and his rule enduring. God sees all the rebellion in this world. He sees the striving against his church and against his word and opposed to his son and he just laughs at them. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. January 7th, 2024. Psalm 2. Nicholas II got the title, The Last Tsar of Russia. And fair enough, he wanted to hold on to power, didn't want to be the last. He, he wanted the power for the Tsar to be absolute, and he was basically an autocrat that would not relinquish any power. There's only one problem. According to most historians, he was weak, indecisive, a terrible military leader, and really didn't know what he was doing. And so when he refused to give up any power, the people revolted and the Russian Revolution and the Bolsheviks took hold and he was forced to abdicate the throne in 1917 and became the last Tsar of Russia. And within a year, the entire royal family was murdered. It doesn't really work to hold on to power very easily if the people you rule don't want you to be in power. What about those that God has established and put in power? And I'm not just talking about those ruling over countries like Russia or a president or a prime minister. What about God's authority, his Christ? When the people he rules over don't want to have him ruling over him. What about when those who he is Lord over want to oppose him? Today we look at God's word in Psalm chapter 2 as we begin looking at how awesome the anointed one is. No matter how many might oppose his rule or strive or plot against him, his kingdom will endure. That's what we see as we look at Psalm 2 and we also understand what that means for us as part of his kingdom. This psalm, which is written by David, is not just about the kingdom of David 3,000 years ago and the land of Israel. No, we're going to see David includes all people. He says here, Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together. See, this includes all the people across all the world this is not just some conspiracy to overthrow some regional government or some country. This is a rising up against that includes every person in this world, every king in this world, every nation. And they're banding together and they're conspiring an overthrow. It says they're turning against the Lord and against his anointed. The Lord made clear that he has given his anointed one. We call him the Christ in Greek, or it's Messiah in Hebrew. The anointed one is the one that God has chosen to be king. And one might look at this psalm and say, well, that, that must mean David, if David wrote this psalm, as the New Testament makes clear. And David is God's chosen anointed one. We know that Samuel the prophet poured that oil over David, anointing him to be king over Israel. And yes, David had surrounding nations that opposed his rule. But as we go on in this psalm, we'll see 
This is really about the Anointed One, the one we call the Christ. What do they do as they look at the Christ? It says, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. And we see this today. Still to this day, the world is fighting against God. Certainly, the devil is striving against the truth and against the Lord, seeking to overthrow the work of God. But those under his sway, the people of this world, the unbelieving world, the rulers and the powers and the authorities are striving against the Lord and against Christ. And it's seen really from nature, every human heart attempting to dethrone Christ as Lord. Then we see that as people will turn away from worshiping the Lord and his Christ to worshiping many other gods, turning to practices of the occult or just self-worship. And many will take the name of the Lord in vain. And when God tells his people to listen to his word and to gather and hear it, they despise his word and turn aside. And the, the Lord who gave the gift of life and says we are to honor and protect life, finds people seeking to throw off the shackles, the burdens of his commands as they kill life, including their own children. Let us throw off their chains and throw off their shackles. Who is God to tell me what to do? And the Lord is fought against and people turn aside from his authority as they say, well, marriage is whatever I want it to be. Why should I listen to the Lord and what he has given? But you know, it's, it's not just the unbelieving world that does this. As we look around and we see the striving against the word of God and against Christ, it happens in every human heart. That sinful heart which maybe doesn't outright rebel and conspire with the unbelieving world, but which at times takes Christ and wants to push him aside from being enthroned in our hearts. As the Apostle Paul said in Romans 6, how can we let sin be our master? The nations, the peoples plot, they conspire, and they rise up. And maybe as we look at how this happens, we see how so much of this world is turned against the Christian church. We think we have to work hard to make sure that the church does not fail and that Christ's kingdom can endure. But if it were on us to succeed in protecting our king or establishing his authority, we would fail just as much as the bodyguards of Tsar Nicholas II. You see, the world might think that just as the Tsar was out of touch with the common people, that the word of God and Christ would be out of touch with the common people and their needs. They will fail when they seek to overthrow his throne. The nations and the peoples plot and conspire in vain. How does God respond? The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. We don't have to worry about the kingdom of Christ and his rule enduring. God sees all the rebellion in this world. He sees the striving against his church and against his word and opposed to his son and he just laughs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, on my holy mountain. 
See, the world might try to set up some other ruler or authority or source of hope, but there is none other that can stand because God has set his anointed one, his king, sits enthroned. And yes, the, the son came. The son here continues with his decree. It says, I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. God's king was established and put unto his position. And it was decreed so when he came in human flesh. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of God, came, as we read earlier, baptized by John in the Jordan. And there we find his anointing as the spirit comes down and remains in what looks like a dove on him. And that voice from heaven speaks, this is my son. And so the king in human flesh, reveals his glory and begins his reign. But what do we see? Just as prophesied, the rulers, the nations conspired against him. And they took their stand and they plotted to kill him. And the anointed one, the Christ, didn't look so awesome, did he, when the rulers bound his hands and they hung him on a cross and they crucified him. But the one enthroned in heaven laughs. Jesus, the anointed one, conquered the grave and rose again to life. Their plots to stop him had failed. And Jesus, can you picture him walking out of the grave on the third day, laughing at the plan to stop his reign? It says, Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. This is more than David in Jerusalem. This is the one promised from David's line, the anointed one who would rule to the ends of the earth. And he is not weak. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Our King Jesus will conquer every opposition. He crushed the devil by his victory on the cross. He rose from death, and no plot, no plan of the enemy can stop his reign. He did this so that you, his people, might be free. And he did this so that we might listen to what he says next. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss the sun, or he will be angry. And your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Jesus, our King, not only conquered the grave, but he rose up to heaven and is seated on his throne, and his kingdom will endure. Yes, there will be times where it seems like the opposition is overwhelming, like so many in this world are turned against the word of God. And maybe we at times find ourselves turning aside from him, guilty. But our king invites us, invites the kings, the rulers, everyone in this world to celebrate his rule with trembling, to kiss the son that is Christ and to serve him. He invites those who rebelled against him to serve him in his kingdom. He invites those who plotted and conspired to kill him, to worship him and serve him. And yes, he invites you, despite the times where we 
did not let Christ reign in our hearts, but rebelled against his word, he invites you to celebrate his rule with trembling. Isn't it wonderful to hear how this psalm ends with our king? It says, Blessed are all who take refuge in him. It doesn't say, Blessed are those who never rebelled. It doesn't say, Blessed are those who serve him adequately so that they might find his blessing. Nor does it say, Blessed are those who deserve it. Rather, as he invites the kings, the rulers, you and all this world to come before his anointed one, it says, blessed are all who take refuge in him. Some translations might phrase this, who trust in him. This king will take you and will bring you against all those who fought against you, against the devil and the world, and you will live with him in his kingdom forever. You know, there are rumors, there's a legend that one of the descendants of Nicholas survived. And so this myth kind of developed that one of his daughters, Anastasia, somehow escaped from being murdered and that the the throne of the Tsar had continued and that maybe the, the throne might someday possibly be restored. Unfortunately and sadly for those who support the Tsar, evidence has confirmed that all of the siblings were found, placed and their bodies are found, The evidence, forensic evidence, reveals that these are the royal family in the tomb, including Anastasia. But with our king, the anointed one, no body was found. Despite the conspiring and plotting against him, he lives on his throne and reigns forever. And the Lord, who rose from the grave laughing at his enemies, invites you to now serve him and rejoice and celebrate in his kingdom. And you are blessed as you take refuge in him. The anointed one is awesome. His kingdom endures.